Well, good afternoon or good evening or good morning to where, wherever you are. Uh, it is a blessing and a privilege to see uh, you all on the prayer call this afternoon. And I want to invite you to turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12 this afternoon. Hebrews chapter 12. And last Tuesday, I thought I might be on the schedule and uh, found out I was this week. And then Matt uh, brought the devotional, and uh, he really focused on Hebrews chapter 10, which is actually a great lead-in to Hebrews chapter 12, and I've entitled this brief meditation, Keep at it. Keep at it. <clears throat> there are many metaphors for the Christian life, including that of athletes and soldiers and farmers and we are described as exiles and aliens on our way to a, a city that is yet to come. But all of those metaphors, all of those word pictures suggest an earnest activity in the Christian life, a steady persistence in a particular direction. Athletics uh, particularly demonstrate that even as Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 9, that we are to run in such a way as to obtain the prize. Of course, in Philippians chapter 3, there is that metaphor, at least in some measure, where we are exhorted to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This metaphor is used by the author of Hebrews as he speaks of Jesus Christ in Hebrews 6 being our forerunner who has already entered through uh, the veil. And here we come to Hebrews 12, such a familiar passage that we may allow our minds to be distracted or to go astray, or I've already heard this before. But it is an admonition, an exhortation, one of the first of about 25 exhortations given to us in Hebrews chapter 12 and 13. We are to run with patience. We are to run with endurance the race that is marked before us. So friends, today we are in a race as believers. <clears throat> if you are a Christian today, then you're in a race. It's not a matter of if you're in the race, you are in the race. And I ask myself this question as I ask you, how am I running the race? Am I just, so to speak, trotting along, taking it leisurely? Am I running all out? Am I running or am I just watching others run the race? Am I running in hot pursuit or am I running in a stumbling, bumbling manner? Uh, one of the great ideas of the book of Hebrews, by the way, it just comes to the forefront here in Hebrews 12, once again, is that of endurance or patience or a steady persistence. I do not know if this translates well into other languages. I do not even think this is actually a word, but I have heard throughout my life the word stick-to-itiveness, stick-to-itiveness. And uh, I think that's what the writer of uh, Hebrews is exhorting us to do, to stick with it, 
to keep at it. And in chapter 10, verses 35 through 39, the lead in which Matt uh, so wonderfully unpacked for us, talks about those who are in danger of shrinking back and drifting away. And we could almost go from Hebrews 10 right to Hebrews 12, 1a. Uh, the author could have done that very easily because he says, we are of them that believed the saving of the soul. We're not of them who draw back unto perdition. He could have then gone right into this. So let us lay aside every weight and the sin that easily besets us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. <clears throat> but of course, instead of doing that directly, the author under the inspiration of scripture points out people who were of this persistent faith, not perfect faith, not perfection, but the direction of their life was a lifelong stick to kind of faith in the promises of God. They believed in the character of God, which led to obedience to God, regardless of the circumstances or the challenges. That is the kind of faith that God calls us to do. And then, of course, it talks about in Hebrews 12, 1, being surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. Not in the sense that they are peering over the portals of heaven, as it were, watching us run the race, but they are inspiring examples. They motivate us to run the race as we remember them appropriately. Just like as you, many of you have entered the vault there at Bob Jones, there's a bust of John Rogers. And he's not actually looking at us, but as I walk by that, and as you may attend the uh, Foundations Conference where Jeremiah Lamphere now sits uh, in statue, uh, he is not looking at, at us today, but rather we see it, his statue and we are inspired and motivated to pray even as he uh, brought together thousands of people to pray. So verse one reads, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. <clears throat> and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. In our brief moments left, I would like to point out three, uh, three items that will keep us from running the race with endurance. Three simple things that keep us from running well. First of all, uh, I would just say the stuff that slows us down. The stuff that slows us down. He talks about laying aside every weight. That is open to a number of different interpretations, but we could say that just simply means absolutely everything or anything that is permissible, that is innocent, that is enjoyable, good in and of itself. It's not something bad necessarily, but
but something that hinders us from running the race with great focus. Something that hinders us that we may even love more than Jesus. It could be our family, our business, our jobs. It could be technology. It could be sports. It could be all sorts of things. And we have to ask ourselves continually, do we love these things more than Jesus? Uh, most of the Christian life is not necessarily just choosing between the good and the better, but it's really choosing between the better and the best. And we want to be like Mary of old who chose the better portion, the best portion, sitting and worshiping at the feet of Jesus. If you are to look at any sport um, of any kind today, and you would compare it to what either um, the sport looked like years ago or even a, a few years ago or decades ago, you would see that there's always an emphasis to, uh, to, to, to lay aside anything that would keep the runner or the, uh, the cyclist, whatever uh, sport you want to choose, anything that would slow them down and hinder them. And I would just encourage us today to remember the words of D. Martin Lloyd-Jones, who said, the difficulty in life is to know on what we ought to concentrate. The whole art of life, I sometimes think, is the art of knowing what to leave out, what to ignore, what to put aside, how prone we are to dissipate our energies and waste our time by forgetting what is vital and giving ourselves to the second and third rate issues. So laying aside every weight, and we need to constantly be doing that in order to make time even for this hour of prayer. Number two, uh, we need to forsake sin that entangles us. So not only do we need to ask God for focus during our prayer time, but also uh, we need to spend time confessing our sin. And, and, and this sin could be a particular sin if it is the sin that easily entangles us in the context of the entire book of Hebrews. And what has just been mentioned, it would be the sin of unbelief, the sin of failing to trust the promises of God, the sin of not believing God and what he has said. But it could be any sin that we need to forsake. It could be preoccupation with pleasure. It could be, it could be trying to control everything in our life. It could be um, just uh, uh, being enamored with our possessions. But any particular sin, obviously, every sin we need to forsake. So if we're to avoid drooping or dropping out of the race, rather, through distraction or collapsing through exhaustion, Thirdly, we need to fix our thoughts on Jesus. So we need discernment as we pray, and we need discernment to carve out time to pray. We need to forsake every sin. That's confession. And thirdly, we need focus. And we're not to focus on the witnesses. We're not to focus on ourselves. We're to focus on Jesus. 
You know, it's so easy to get our eyes as we're running the race to look at the other runners next to us, before us, aside from us. It's a constant temptation, even um, even though uh, we don't think of it in this way, to wonder, well, how am I praying in comparison to somebody else? That's not what we're supposed to be doing. And people will let us down. People will disappoint us. We're to look to Jesus. We're to run to Jesus. We're to fall at the feet of Jesus and rest in him. We're not to look at ourselves and say, I wonder how much progress I'm making in the Christian life. It seems like every time I check in, I'm running by the same landmark, the same lamppost continually. We're not to keep our eyes on ourselves. We're to look to Jesus. And here is much prayer, uh, much, much subjects for prayer today. Notice we're to look to Jesus. He is the compassionate, merciful Savior. We're to pray to him who is the author of our faith, the originator of our faith, the captain of our salvation. He's the finisher, the one who perfects our faith. He is the one who endured the cross. He is our substitute and our sacrifice. He is the one who is now enthroned in heaven above. He is the one that we are to constantly fix our eyes on as the great high priest in the book of Hebrews. He is the one who is resisted to the point of blood. So today, let us stand as children of the promise and let us fix our eyes on Jesus, our soul's reward, till the race is finished, till this work is done. We'll walk by faith and not by sight. So brothers and sisters, I'm thankful that you are in the race today. Stay in the race. Be inspired by the example of others, but always, even as we pray, let's keep our eyes on Jesus. Let's free ourselves from the stuff that slows us down and forsake the sin, whatever that might be that so easily entangles us, and let us fix our eyes on Jesus. If you are distracted today, ask us to pray for you. Pray for freedom from distraction. Maybe you're exhausted today. Look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and let us keep at it. Amen.